Hi, this is Elfie Le Boulou and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collector Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators and people like you find listeners. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, where they normally are, so come check us out. With me as ever is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. It's always less Marvel ages when he's around and more like the Middle Ages. It's Norin Rad. <laughs> this is where you say something something i have no idea what to say i have no idea what to say that's because i'm usually i I, i'm usually being very 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 polite about you and this week you are and now you just call me middle-aged that's the no 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 now we've changed gears no no no. i'm middle-aged i'm 47 but i didn't say you were middle-aged i said it's more like the middle ages you know like monty python like spam a lot whether in uh, Knights oh of God, Armor, that rabbit scene with with in, in a holy in the Mighty Python is so good. Yes, got it. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, middle age. What is middle age at this point? Like, yeah. I'm not even sure. Yeah, middle age is. I think actually, middle ages might be slightly later in terms of history than when I've when I've when I've when I've said. But kind of where you'd throw. Uh, 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 where where people and this wasn't a PC time, but 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 males would throw a bucks and wench over their shoulder and retreat to their 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 um their lord's lair with them. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> it's probably for the best. It's probably for the best. Otherwise, people will cancel us. <laughs> The youth of today on the Twitter. Anyway, hello everybody. Um, the youth of today. The youth of today. Utes. Utes. Um, so, uh, what's what's happening? It's just the two of us today. It's quite nice. Hello. It is. Hey, big hello. Buddy. We just haven't been able to be intimate and alone, close quarters, and just you and me for a while. We haven't been alone. It's starting together. to feel a little ignored. Uh, well, you know, there's always there's always someone here with us um, recently. Yeah. Not that not that I'm knocking it. I've had actually. Oh, not, it's freaking awesome! Um, yeah. As this goes out, let me think. This will probably go out. This will go out the week after. I think this will go out the week after Jen from Upper Deck. So, people wow. heard Jennifer Wu talk about all the exciting stuff, and if you haven't then you kind of need to stop listening to this week's episode and go back to listen to last week's episode. She was so awesome. She was so, so awesome. Yeah, she was. She's, she's an absolute delight. Absolute Mm, delight. Absolute delight. Um, And uh, what makes me laugh is you can tell that she's, she's had that art director eye on things in that I sent her the um, uh, little graphic thing that I do for the podcast. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And she spotted something and sent it back and said, "Could you change this?" I was like, "Yes, of course." Make this black? Yeah, um, which works. She has a really good eye, man. Really good eye. It was crazy to see how much um, input some of the decisions she had hand in in terms of building the set, bringing preliminary art inserts into the set. Yeah, wow. just very cool. Very very cool. But you need to have people like that who have that kind of absolutely, you know, that taste and different background. 
Absolutely. That's what makes a good set. And it's interesting she's come from that art background. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it just, it just, I find it interesting the more I hear about the backgrounds of, I mean, we've spoken to what, three people from Upper Deck now, just hearing about their backgrounds and where they've come from. And, and that mix of skills that I'm kind of starting to see, I just find it fascinating because we've not it really um, had this insight into any manufacturer before yeah um which i think is um is great you know it's it, it, it it's, it's good to have it's kind of what we what we wanted to do so so brings another yeah. level to the collecting and it gives us like history you know i think yeah. a lot of times because the hobby's so small we always find information kind of in bits and pieces mm-hmm. but um i don't know i mean all every collector I've ever spoken to we always want to kind of know what was the process? What's the background behind this? You know, yeah. not only numbers and how limited things are, but also like, how did it come about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think everyone is, is why I, I, I kind of, I mean, I didn't do it so much with, 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 we didn't do it so much with Boris and Julie because kind of a lot of their origin story as it were, was already out there, but yeah, they did, no. they did very kindly kind of give us some tales from back in the day. And, yes. you know, and even though she's probably said it in interviews a hundred times before, um, the, the way I like to think about it is if you're, if you're talking to someone in any, in any, any format, it might be their 20th time of saying it, but it might be the listener's first time of hearing it. Right. We, we used to have that with, um, when you sell tickets for a West End show, you know, you're selling tickets for a West End show and you might've done that thousands of times, thousands of customers. And you might've seen the show hundreds of times, but it's that person's first trip to the West End show. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you're making it special. So, um, so yeah, so hopefully, um, folks, um, dug that and, uh, enjoyed it because we're recording this before that one's actually dropped. Um, but we've got, we've got some great stuff in the can, um, coming up over the next Mm -hmm. few weeks. We've got some really exciting guests still lined up. Um, Beyond exciting, actually, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like to sort of say anything before they happen, really. Um, but we've got two in the can that I'm really excited about. It's uh, been pretty much, it's been, uh, it's, I don't know, man. This show's really I'm, taken off and it's been really fun. exciting. Great content coming, coming yeah. everybody's way. Uh, it really is. It's just very cool. And we've got other stuff that we're working on as well. Um, other guests yes um a couple of big fish in there um but mm-hmm. um i think it's important to say that that doesn't mean that we we you know we still we want to talk to it we want to talk to people in all spectrums we don't just want to be talking about the you know or, or two rather no. the bianchis the bells the vallejos we want to be talking to the people who are collecting the cards we want to be talking to dealers and we haven't had any dealers on yet actually um we want to be talking. Got to get Ed Webb. Yeah. Got to get Ed Webb. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk to Ed. Ed, if you listen, come and talk to us. Um, you rock, buddy. And um, I also had a great guest idea that I wish I'd told you about before we record. Um, because. Uh, mime it to me. And I'll nod. Can you mime it? I'll do the letters of the words. Okay. Okay. Do I, I'm not going to say them out loud, but I'm seeing this. Okay. So you've done two. Okay. okay. First one. Second one. And then third one is kind of that. And then the fourth one is that again. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I you know. You know what? I'm just going to write it could, down. You know. I'm going to write it down on the back of an envelope. No, I actually see it. I know what it is. I know what it is. I was just messing around. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's going to be it. extremely exciting. You get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's there. Sometimes it clicks a little slow, but it gets there eventually. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, <laughs> we got loads of kind of um, admin, really, uh, life admin, uh, just general stuff to catch up on um, this week because we've had so many guests and it kind of doesn't feel appropriate to talk about stuff like that when you're interviewing someone. So um, I wanted to start off by yeah. asking you, because I know you've had some pretty cool stuff land in your in your collection and some interesting stuff to part from your collection. So, Norin. Yes. Your collection has ebbed and flowed a bit over the last couple of weeks. It has. It's it's moved leaps and bounds, man. It's moved leaps and bounds. The reason why I say ebbed and flowed is because neither of us now own the Fleer Ultra Spider-Man rainbows that we work towards. <laughs> right. I still have my spot. Yes. And I still have my black cat. Right. And my spider, Gwen. And you're, oh, you have two now. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah, you have one extra now than me, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I no longer have my MJ, and oh, I no MJ longer have good. my Ezekiel Sims. Mm, that was I, fun, too. I traded them for cash. I traded, I traded the Calypso one for cash and some other things I had on EPAC as well. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of the great purge, man. Um, I... Haven't lost anything like crucial to the collection at all. Um, the Calypso, what ended up happening there was I couldn't find a good sketch to complete the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And I kept, I kept what I was going to do in AP and I gone through all yeah. the emotions and I love that Calypso character. And um, luckily it came to a point where I had a friend who wanted to have at least one rainbow. So, you know, I was talking to them and they were like, oh, no, would you, would you want to do all this kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. And I was so I've been playing with the idea of getting some things that I think are kind of, in my opinion, some of the more crucial uh, hobby items. Some mm-hmm. like the, like if there was a list, a top 10 lists of, you know, the most rare sought after kind of Marvel cards type of thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of put that list together in my head and I'm going to do a video soon and kind of get some things out there for people so they can kind of know. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of got a grail off that list recently. Tell me. Um, yeah, so I, I'm gonna go ahead and do a picture and show you guys later more of that because not all of it's here yet. <gasps> but um, yeah, so it's gonna be pretty fun. So I got kind of a grail piece that I've been wanting for a very, very long time. Hang on a minute. So I'm not sure we're talking about the same thing because I've seen the MCC 98 stuff. Is yes, that what you're so, talking about? Yes, yeah, so I'm doing uh, the MCC 98 sketchboard set. And yeah, so I don't want to talk too much because not everything's completely oh, done I yet. Realize because you'd already done a video, you see. So I thought we. Were- I know. So it's a little bit of a teaser, but uh, no, it's it's if people who are listening kind of know what's going down. So, <laughs> but I promise you, there'll be like a whole thing because right. it's pretty rare. Coming so I'm soon. Fo- coming, coming soon. soon coming very soon. But yes, I sold. Yeah, I sold the Calypso. I sold some things on EPAC. Honestly, this happens every time a new um, MM set comes out, right? All of us get together and we just kind of like start realizing, okay, Trip what back. do we need? What do we not need? Mm-hmm. What have we been collecting to pass the time? Mm-hmm. What are keepers? What are not keepers? And you and I just kind of were like, eh, let's get rid of half of what we did because the okay. rainbows are super fun, but I, I only need one. And I, the complete one I have is the spot and I love yeah. that card. Yeah. It's yeah. to death. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's interesting just before we started recording i'm going to say this on the podcast actually um you know that i'm working through my black cats and i've got a whole pile of them that i'm going to yes. part with um, yeah. and i kind of uh, i kind of um denied and um denied and i've got a pile of very nice ones actually that are going to go and they'll find they'll mm. find new homes and um and i've still got to work through them but i it it's going to sound really strange and really odd and definitely on PC. But my criteria was when I looked at the black cat sketch card, would I really like to kiss her? And if the answer was no, <laughs> it went in the pile. It went in the other pile. Um, so, uh, well, you sorry. have that kind of, it's not pinup. It's not pinup. It's not, taste, but no, it's not, but it's like, it's kind of like, you collect a character who's always depicted very sexually and pretty and all this stuff and, yeah. and very beautifully she's depicted. I've always found so her it's not like when she's depicted right, in right. the way I like. It, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Strangely so that enough. makes sense for you, but you have to do, you know, we've been talking to other collectors recently and stuff and mm. you just kind of have to figure out in your head. Yeah. What's the thing that's going to make you pull the trigger and mm-hmm. keep the card. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Oh yes. Oh yes. That's what it comes um, down to. Yeah. I did that. You know, I do the same thing for Surfer. I was like, do I want to make out with this naked dude? And I was like, the silver naked yes, dude. Yeah. Silver naked dude. I mean, yeah. let's add, let's, let's get up on this. No, but, um, <laughs> no, like for Surfer, like my, my type of surfers that I like are very like insightful, soulful, you know, kind of like. But they reflect the, the character sky. for you. Yeah. You know, it's that aspect to the character. Like once I see the character's personality and it really shines through for me. Mm. Kind of similar with Black Hat with what you're saying in a way. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. That, that's how I know what sketch is going to be a keeper, what sketch is going to eventually going to have to leave yeah. the hive and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? The hive. The hive. The hive. Um, I've never but I love your Black Hat stuff, man. I've never heard you refer to it as the hive before. I, I, My name on this Zoom thing is SketchGuard Hive for N because I hadn't changed it. So that's the only reason it came to mind. Yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny. I've never heard you refer to it as the hive, as an actual no. thing, as a location, a place where... As a location. Um, no. You're the Most queen bee. It's pretty funny. You're the it's queen bee and the sketches are in your hive. Uh, like um, when I was talking to uh, Dr. Strange for his stuff... Oh, he was, Donald. Donald, Donald, who's the best. He talked about it like that. And I was cracking up and I was like, that's pretty fun to, you know, mention it that way. Not that I actually refer to the collection that way. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to basically, I'm trying right now to be very specific with what I want. Yeah. You know, yeah. and be picky. Yeah. Well, and I'm already pretty picky, but. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you have to be, especially when money's tight, you have to be a bit bit picky about stuff. So Yeah. Uh, Plus it makes it fun for the collection, right? It doesn't mean like, I don't know, for me, I don't want to be in a situation where something does come up that I want mm-hmm. and I can't get it because I've kind of gone Invested on other everywhere things. Else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Um, I I had a fun little mail call, which you haven't Ooh. seen actually. I did a trade with um, Matt Demars, Matthew. Oh, hey. Um, and do you remember when we talked to uh, Jamar, Jason yes. Markane? Uh, Jamar, Jamar, you know, as he's known on the streets, (laughs) as he's well, as of ten seconds ago, he's now known as Jamar. When we send out a newsletter so everybody can keep up to date, yeah, send the memo, all all the nicknames. The reason I get this, I had a geography teacher at school who would nickname every child. 
in the class. Oh, God. And this was secondary school, so um, kind of 12, 13, 14, 15, you know, and he would instantly give you a nickname. Just as okay, and so yeah, so I tend to do that. Is weird, yeah, it is, it is weird, but it's it's become part of my personality trait as well, which is why, <laughs> it's just to give why, everybody a nickname, which is why, which is why, Panky, I made it in my head. I go, Panky Bank, which is I love Panky immensely, I, I love him dearly, but he he's the best, cringes with embarrassment and uh, and and revulsion whenever I say that. So, apologies, Panky, if you do, <laughs> anyway. Um, so when we were talking to Jamar, we were talking about the Doctor Strange set on EPAX. Yes, and we were looking through the um, uh, the, uh, the 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 different inserts, and do you mm-hmm. remember seeing those astral projections, which were yes. uh, see-through cards, but they had um, comic art depictions of characters, not original comic art, but taken from, and he he got one in a Walmart mystery box. Oh wow, lucky! And and uh, well, especially so. I'll tell you why in a moment. <laughs> Take a look at that, Damon Hellstrom. It's it's really it's the nicest acetate card I've ever seen because it's it's thin. Wow, that's clean. But it's really clean. The colours are really vibrant on it. It's crystal clear as well. Um, wow, I actually really like it's, that. It's really nice. I mean, obviously the back is just you know what it is, but um, but yeah, it really pops. I love it. I really dig it. That's really really cool. So I am going to be getting the rest of these. Um, there are a fair chunk of them. There's over 30 of them, I think. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and they're pretty scarce on EPACs. Now, I found out why that is, and this kind of relates to what we're going to talk about in a moment, Marvel Ages, which has hot packs. Mm. And hot packs is something we haven't really seen Upper Deck do. No, we um, haven't. Uh, Rittenhouse kind of used to do it a little bit with their archive boxes and things like oh that. Gosh. But hot pack i gotta get an ff box an ffa box yeah i saw one on ebay when i was scrolling through actually and i didn't think the price was too bad they're uh, not bad i mean they're yeah. not bad at all i'd like Last to get a hold of one eventually they, that seller had um anyway mm. um but um do, do you remember me saying that that doctor strange set because it's one of the earlier mcu ones that i think they did on the epac platform there's a few things that happen with it that are different to sets that have come out since so for example right. when you do a redemption sorry when you do an achievement card for some of the subsets in the doctor strange set rather than the cards that you got to get that achievement going to redeemed because you've already redeemed them for the achievement you lose the cards which is really yes, annoying and it's the only it set. is really annoying yeah because since then the sets since don't do that and it's kind of it's kind it's actually it really really gets on my tits pardon my French, that you acquire 15 physical cards and there's an achievement for acquiring those physical cards and then you lose the, the 15 cards. It's just, yeah. it, it feels like they've been stolen from me. <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it is at odds with everything. I mean, the, the, the exception is the Fleer Ultra Spider-Man where obviously you get 100 of the physical base cards, but you know you're going to lose them because mm-hmm. you are... Um, uh, because you are combining them. The general rule of thumb on EPAC is when you combine, you lose what you combine. I can see your cat, by the way. Um, and when you redeem, they're marked as redeemed and you get whatever you redeem them for, but you get to keep Oh, what a good difference. That's the general okay, good rule to of thumb. understand that. Okay. All right. Except with that Doctor Strange set. But the other thing mm-hmm. that Doctor Strange set, and I never realized this until I saw it on the EPAC's forum, that Doctor Strange set, the astral projections, they come in single packs. 
as in you get a single pack of Doctor Strange, which is a cheap product anyway. Um, and instead of having five cards in it, because the single packs of Doctor Strange usually have three or four digital cards and one physical card. So one insert of some kind. Be it wow, a, so um, the daily free pack can have a hot pack, no, which will uh, be one of those. No, no, no. no. It's not daily oh. free pack. This is the ones you buy. Because the daily okay, free okay. pack, you just get a single digital. That's it. But the okay. ones you buy, the strange ones you buy, I think they're only about three or four bucks. They're not, they're not that much. You get five cards, three or four of which are digital. And um, you will get um, either uh, behind the lens or you'll get a colored parallel, physical colored parallel. Or if you're lucky, you'll get an auto or a relic card. Okay. But I was wow. wondering why I'd not been getting any of these. Apparently, Interesting. Ev- and I'm not sure what the ratio is, you can get packs that have six cards in and they're all different astral projections. So they're astral projections hot packs. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. But, and there's no rhyme or reason to it as to when they go, because obviously it's a hot, you know, you, you might, <laughs> it's as random as anything else. You're going to have so, to yeah. sacrifice something to the EPAC guides because so that, that sounds is how, really cool. Yeah, that is how you get them. You can only get them on EPAC. And you can, oh, well, actually, it turns out you can get them in Marvel warm-up <laughs> mystery boxes. Right. Now. So that but, doesn't um, come in the physical Doctor Strange boxes? I don't believe so. I think it's an EPAC exclusive. Wow. So anyway, there's a fun little thing. Astral projections inserts from the um, Doctor Strange release from Upper Deck on EPAC are hot packs. You get six in a pack. All astral projections, all different ones. Someone's going hunting later. I can see it in their eyes. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Anyway, I, I really, I really dig them. I like them. Um, I've no idea. Wow. I mean, there's only when I look on the trading platform, there's maybe thirty to thirty-five of each. So I've no idea thought, what the value is on Comsi, but you know, I wouldn't say they're massively scarce. It's just that when you get the, you, you know, you might see, I like that though about yeah. EPAC in a way, right? Yeah, discovering kind of inserts that just kind of hit the ground and not really causing too much mm-hmm. of a stir mm-hmm. but you know are really nice pieces so thank you matt thank you for that um and of course you had a purchase on ebay uk which i've got here but i don't know where it is um of some bizarre little uk release uh stickers yes that's so right silver surfer and you've got a bizarre removal tattoo as well which i'm sure yes. you'll show off when it lands um, yes i went through those and there was a single black cat sticker in there as well which i'll show you now good so this is marvel heroes which is a 2008 release in the uk um it's by a company called hot shots mm-hmm. hot shots europe uh, based in Barcelona, Barcelona, um, in Spain. Barcelona. Uh, it's also got an Australian hotshots uh, office. I've never heard of these people. Um, it's a pretty small sticker. It's probably an inch by two inches. Um, oh, and there's the black cat, which is uh, might be Terry Dodson artwork. That looks really cool. It's nice, and it's you know, like I said, it's small. It is a little bit creased because they're very thin. So you can see that one's got a crease in the middle there. Um, mm, are all of them like that? <laughs> Don't know. I'll, I'll triple check, and that's the back. Mm. So let me have. You want to know if your surfers like that, don't you? So let's. No, no, no. There's no rush to that. That's okay. Let's do this live on air. No, you want you, you, don't you have got to. me. I know I don't have to. There's a lot of things I don't have to. Um, oh. Let me have a look. Easy. We, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> surfer, 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 surfer. Yeah, it's not creased. It has got a wave to it, but I think that's because of the fact that it's very thin. 
Well, so, that's fine. You know, it, that's one of them anyway. There's, there's several different designs of your surfer. Um, yeah, I got three in there or something like that. Um, you have one there. Um, can't find the others. That's two. That's two. You've got two at least. Yeah, yeah, that one's I fine. Think I, I can see it's fine. I don't have to take it out. Anyway, no, that's fine. You don't have to take it out. Um, but yeah, so we got some out. other ones too. So I got to see who needs what in the character club. Oh yes, yes. So there's some other character club there. So I'll just I'll just send all those over to you. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of other shout outs. First of all, this is a shout out for a fella on Instagram, and you've not seen this, Norrin. Um, Ooh, a fellow on Instagram. He does um, sketch cards, and I'm just going to share my screen and pull up his. Um, particulars, if you pardon the expression. I, I will pull up your particulars. particulars. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, while I'm finding his particulars, here's a message from our sponsor. Right, so he goes, he's still there. <laughs> Sorry, I was dancing. Whoops, uh, I should have chimed in. <laughs> he, goes, he goes by on Instagram, the name of uh, Canamall Art, um, so C A N A, uh, and then he, he he puts a capital letter for the M M A U L. So Canamall Art um, is a Canadian artist. Oh, cool! Um, so you can see you can see his feed on my screen, yeah. Yeah, um, his shit. profile is of your yep. lady. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. exactly. So um, he and I started following each other about a year ago. Uh, the restraining order didn't take, so he's still following me. Oh, um, and uh, his real name is Jordan. Uh, so Jordan, thank you. He's from British Columbia in Canada. And he, I don't think he's yet got work on any um, upper deck sets, but I think he's, he's, he's jonesing to do so. But if I have a scroll through, you can see he's, he's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. That's that's insulting. He's very good. I, I like his stuff, and he would sit perfectly fine within the um, style of um, a lot of the black cat artists, and obviously black cat artists, sketch artists. I've got black cat on the brain because I'm scrolling through his feed, and black cat's one of his favourite characters, so he draws her quite a lot. So you can see a sketch. Yeah. Card. You can see a, a comic cover there um, of her uh, rather uh, buxom uh, young uh, black cat there. Um, but he does, he's Jessica Rabbit. I love that Jessica Rabbit he's done there. That's pretty fine. Um, free, that's free by free. Magnetic mini canvas. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. I like that idea. Magnetic yeah. mini canvas. That is a good idea. That's um, so um, and he, does, he does a fair bit and he's very interactive and I know he listens. Um, so, so thank you, Jordan. Um, oh, thanks, I guess, man. I guess the first thing is it keeps, doing what you're doing secondly thank you because as we're scrolling through here Noren, did you see this black cat oh yes yeah that's nice no isn't it just what and can you see my camera i can you gotta stop sharing your screen so i can see a little bit stop share stop share there we go wow uh so uh jordan has has uh done me a psc uh, black that's cat. really cool um really really sweet um oh that's nice uh for ian from jordan um and yeah it's really it's really nice it's in a penny sleeve there i can't eh, i can't get it out anyway um he's put a little note on there 
Oh. Uh, Ian, Black Cat Collector, if I ever manage to get into Comic Strike Upper Deck, uh, you now own a Cannibal original. Uh, cheers, mate. Jordan, <laughs> the, the Cannibal. Um, I'm guessing that's maybe a, a, a play on words with Canadian and Animal. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. But it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, Upper Deck, guys, um, put your eyes on. I've just noticed the webs on the card. Sorry, I've just noticed the webs on the card. He's done Yeah, I was ink. looking at that. I thought that was really yeah, nice. Good touch. But it's kind of sparkly sh- silver ink. It's really? Me to get, yeah. It's it's oh, it must have done like a Sharpie silver pen. He's like done some, really cool. something that kind of does a speckle or shimmer effect. It's so tight in the penny sleeve. There we go. There we are. Ah. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. It looks great. Isn't that nice? I feel like he did the same thing for the outline of her. Um, That's cool. Looks like a great. Yes. Like that. Yes. Yes, he has. That's wow, I really love nice. It. I love it. It's really nice detail. So thank you, uh, wow. Jordan, for that. Um, I also um, want to give a little shout out. I've got loads of shout outs here. Um, I just want to give out shout out to Tony and Elaine Perna, who sent me uh, oh, best. some of their Perna Studios base sets um, uh, in the mail. And they're just absolutely gorgeous. And I, I still need to dive in and go through them. So I just wanted to say thank you to Elaine uh, for hooking that up. I really appreciate it. Um, I also want to talk about um, both um, Andre Ausch, Dre Studios and Jalen Warner um, have started doing some incredible live um, uh, artist kind of drawing sessions, um, both on MCCW and on their own feeds. Um, yeah, they're really they're fun. Doing, yeah, and some of them they're doing um, um, official set AP blanks. Um, some of them they're doing just PSC uh, or larger format work, but they're, they're Marvel characters when they do them in our group. So, um, and folk are really digging them. Um, they're really enjoying them. Um, I don't get to jump on many of them just because it kind of doesn't work the in time terms of, of the, the time. Well, it's also the time of day, but it's also time out because um, I, I set allotted times for doing certain things related to the podcast. It's kind mm. of um, I kind of don't really have any other any other windows of, of time, unfortunately. So um, yeah. I keep I keep saving them to watch back again because, of course, they save on the group or on their page. Um, but um, if you want to kind of get a, an insight into the, the process of how they do the cards and just listen to them chatting and interacting with people, um, it's a really good thing to do. So, so check them out um, on their respective pages on Facebook. Um, for the life of me, I can't remember what their pages are called now, but we'll put them on the, t- we'll put them on the tasting notes. We have it in tasting notes, for but, sure. Um, but the, the reason I mention it is because that, that they are now, there's kind of a web of artists that have, that have come together either because of the group or from being on the podcast or both who are now interacting so mike munshaw went on yes. there um, yeah he's great marcia die is just about to go on there That's uh, right. i think ray Racho went on one with dre um oh. jason montoya went on one with both of them mm. i think so there's a real crossover now where artists are all jumping on and they've, they've That's got a double or a, or a triple split screen and you can see them all working on cards at the same time that's pretty cool, like a drink and, you and draw. Can see, yeah, That's you can fine. See, yeah, but you can see the image building. You can see the difference in styles, the difference in materials that they use, how they go about it. Fascinating. So I strongly recommend watching that. Um, and I've got one more shout-out um, because um, he's just a nice dude, and I promised him I would. Um, Andy Kerr, 
whose, ah, whose surname is is pronounced Care, but it's spelt K J A R. Anyway, Andy Care, Andy Care, he Andy cares, and he does Andy Care because he sent me some Wizard magazines. Um, <laughs> oh, <I loved laughs> he sent me Wizard. some Wizard magazines. Um, He's really nice, I, man. Just because I said, cool I, yeah, yeah, just because I said I was really up for them, he sent them to me. He wouldn't let me pay any postage. They weren't exactly cheap to mail from the US mm-hmm. and he didn't send me that many but he did send me and for the life of me I can't find it now but he did send me some that were still polybagged including oh, Wizard cool. 13 which had the Marvel Masterpieces primary what a gem so uh, so Andy thank you for that um, I uh, a lot of people think that I, I'm anti-DC I'm not anti-DC I just prefer Marvel so you know, and I, you know, I set up two Marvel groups. No, so we've never. It's never been anti anything. Yeah. I'm not. Like an, the, I'm not anti DC at all. I absolutely love. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love DC movies. Like Man of Steel is one yeah. of my favourite movies of the last ten years, and I cry every time I watch it, which probably sounds really <laughs> soft. Batman v Superman, <laughs> no. I love. I absolutely love. Um, I'm yet to watch Wonder Woman, and I really love Justice League, and I'm jonesing for the, for the Zack Snyder cut. Mm. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I love D- DCU. DC, is it DCCU or DCU? I don't know. Disney Comics know. Cinematic Universe. Anyway, I love the DC movies. Always yeah. have. Always have. Yeah. Um, I'm a but, huge, um, I actually really like DC horror. I like DC period. I like Batman, like Superman. I grew up on yeah. Superman and Batman. So yeah. that's really been part of my of my of my look too and i have a little bit of a collection too in terms of sketch cards and all that other yeah. stuff as well yeah yeah but um, yeah so the reason i wanted to mention it is because the, the dc card scene is even more of a niche than the marvel card scene because there simply haven't been as many sets no, I mean, period unfortunately um, they, they, you know they don't have that legacy of sets and there's not the current releases volume to, to, to go by um but andy bless him has set up a group that's devoted to dc sketch cards um, he's done he great really too that group's it, yeah. really been kicking so i just want i promised him i'd give him a shout out for that group and I'll, I'll put a link to that so if you you know if you like a lot of the art a lot of the artists that we talk to and have just mentioned also work on dc stuff also work yeah. on other properties um so you know go and have a look at the work and a lot of it is in andy's dc um sketch card community so um yeah and for those sketch cards you're looking at dc legacy you're looking at dc universe i mean yeah. there's quite a bunch of that were done by rittenhouse and all the artists from there yeah. either being on the show coming on the show so there yep. is a lot of overlap yeah um but please check out his group he's a really great guy great moderator yep. great group admin absolutely. Um, absolutely really cool guy too and has a lot of knowledge on dc a lot of knowledge on dc he's got a massive sketch collection full stop i mean it's he's like, a beast it's, it's just he's phenomenal beast i mean thousands of sketches he posts Scary. mail calls that are like 50 60 cards deep and he does it yeah. almost every week <laughs> he shares tons of really good pictures yeah. of his collection too. I mean, the guy is yeah, guy deeply is, enthusiastic, horse man, deeply enthusiastic, yeah. very sweet guy. So Andy Care, you certainly do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a voicemail, Norin. Oh, that's exciting. We haven't we have had a voicemail in a while. Yeah, we have, to be fair, we had it about a month ago, so the guy's probably gone <laughs> off and forgotten about it. Um, it's not a name I recognize as well, so I'm not sure, unless he listens, I'm not sure how we're supposed to get back to him because you don't, you don't get any contact details when someone leaves you a voicemail. So I guess the first oh, thing yeah. is we've stopped mentioning it because people weren't really leaving us voicemails, but you can leave us voicemails. We would like people to leave us voicemails. We would like it because it's a nice audio thing that you can drop into the show and it's fun. You know, 
what what other you know where can you leave a a, a voicemail for a podcast yeah, it's pretty cool. No, there's really me. no way of doing that. Um, so it's it's on every single tasting notes we put out. Anchor.fm forward slash MCCP forward slash messages, I think. I've done that off the top of my head, but it sounds right. I think it, I mean, it sounds pretty good to me. It does sound pretty good. Um, so I'm going to, <laughs> we'll just go with it. Um, it's probably why people have, haven't left as many because we keep getting the links wrong. Um, let me find this voicemail and then I'll play it. Now, the challenging thing about this voicemail, I will say, is that for various reasons, and we've had this before, which might, might be why people don't leave them for us, is the sound quality on it is a bit choppy. But we'll go in. So without further ado, Jesse Hernandez. Hello, my name is Jesse Hernandez, and I have a question about, I am going to be purchasing an unopened box of a 1994 Marvel Fleer Ultra X-Men set, 36 packs, hasn't been tampered with, uh, so it's legit. I'm going to sleeve them up in the binder, but thing is, I want to know the price of how much each card is worth. Can't find anything on it. Um, I can't find it anywhere online. Each card's price is just too... It's crazy. Would you guys know anything on how I can um, find out how much each one of my Marvel comic cards are worth before I buy this whole box? So a great question. It's it is a great, a great question. question. It is a great question. Yeah. Given the time frame, I don't know if he's if the opportunity to buy that box has been and gone. Um, so if it has, but I think it's good apologies. to talk about. Yeah, I think it's good to talk about. Especially look, the, the, you do get the urge to open up those '90s boxes, and that does come around. You think, well, instead of buying a complete set, why don't I have the experience of buying a box and making a set? Right. Um, I think a few things that are pretty. Uh, important factors to weigh in here is that one, you have to know how the box is stored. Um, if the box wasn't stored, if the box was stored somewhere where it was too hot or, you know, if there were a lot of boxes stacked on top of it, what ends up happening a lot of times, depending on the card stock, depending on the gloss, they get stuck on each other. And then when you start opening packs and you pull the cards apart, you basically have to peel them apart from each other. And what ends up happening is at the back of the card, gets imprinted on the front and vice versa. Um, And that usually is the gamble of box hunting um, because a lot of times when people box hunt um, and Ian, I don't know if Ian, do you do sealed boxes? Do you do that stuff? Um, Well, I've only done one nineties. Well, it happens with packs as well. Sealed packs. Um, I've only Mm. got one nineties sealed box of, of recent recently. And that was the Marvel universe series three. And it 92, was, yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. No no issues whatsoever. Um, so a lot of it, um, we, t- we do talk about this on an episode that's, that's coming up as well uh, with, a, with a dear friend of ours. Um, a lot of it is, is partly down to how they're stored, but it's also partly due to how, how they were made and how they were produced. So yeah, the by the feel of those Marvel Universe 92 cards, there was a, a gloss on there, but it wasn't a high gloss. And I get the feeling that you could have kept them in dodgier conditions and they would have still been fine because it doesn't feel like the material is that kind of material to stick together. Yeah, you might be right. 
Whereas Marvel Silver Age from 98, yeah. I bought some unopened packs of that. And that was very high gloss. Um, and it, I probably would say I maybe had about 20 sealed packs. And over half the cards have white uh, marks on the front or the back from where it's pulled off. Um, so... Um, yeah, so like, you know, if you're doing um, Marvel Masterpieces 96, that had a pretty good gloss on it. Um, X-Men Chromium cards or the silver cards or like metal cards, sometimes yeah. those have some, some of that happen sometimes. Usually when people buy boxes, they buy boxes to keep them sealed um, because they consider it part of their master collection to have a sealed box. And I, I kind of get that. It took me a while to come around, but you know, you have a box that you could have bought for yourself when you were a kid and then you have it with this collection. It's a great memento. And also at that point, those cards are ruined. So it just depends which box and obviously which card suck. But at that point, having the box is more of the investment than not. In terms of knowing multiple prices of individual cards you know the here's the trick tricky thing about that and here's what i would suggest and ian and i probably have the same suggestion not only ebay sold listings but look at what lots sell for right a lot of time you can find what a lot has sold for and kind of deep dive that way like oh what is this insert set cost as opposed to having the full base set or you know that way you can kind of price point oh so this insert is going to be the 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 chase right this is the thing i have to go after that's going to be the um yeah not investment but it's going to be the higher price point yeah for the for the set yeah Yeah. that's the best way to do it doing individual cards you can go to comp c and you can see what people have to like sacrifice and sell individual singles for but once you start getting used to cards, you start to realize that, especially Marvel cards, the real higher price points are the special inserts, um, the low print runs, mm-hmm. serial numbers, sketches, or sometimes autographs. Yeah. And that, you know, when you start getting used to cards, those end up being kind of like what you understand are going to have some monetary value to yeah. them. I mean, the, the thing about a lot of Marvel sets from the 90s, we've only a few exceptions is that the majority of the base cards are worth cents if that um as a whole if you have the whole base set that that has a value in and of itself but partial yeah. base sets won't be worth much the exceptions unfortunately isn't one isn't one of yours um jesse um the exceptions would be maybe masterpieces 95 and definitely 96 um i'm trying to think of any others to be to be honest with you because there were so really what happened there were so mass-produced early 90s that eventually when the boom kind of stopped mm-hmm. and trading cards weren't selling like they were, um, a, lot of short print, a lot of short print runs happened and they couldn't give the boxes away. So then they, you know, st- yeah. didn't produce as many yeah. and then they would put and them on sale. Many sets, yeah. They weren't as many sets. I mean, crazy enough, Marvel Creators Collection 1998, in a way, those boxes eventually were like $30 a box. You know what I mean? They were just like, pushing them off now you can buy a box for like 400 300 because people are looking to get that sketch exactly or you know but it's the sketch people want not the base cards no 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 so when you go that's what i'm saying though when you have insert cards like that and you start figuring out what inserts drive what prices like some of those x-men sets do have inserts that people are still looking for um and that's where you know in terms of asking like what should I value this at? What should I put mm. this at? That that's what I'm trying to get at. Know yeah, of course. what the chase hit, the case hits are, what the what the rare hits are. That's why we kind of look at the checklist for these new sets. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, 
uh, Marvel Masterpieces 20, right? We're looking at reds. We're looking at, you know, the sketch cards by the artist who drew the set, you know, little things like that. We're trying to figure out what's here, how many, that way people know how much to dive in, how much, yeah. how much to stay away. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's well, something to I think Fleur on Drax Man 94, it's the silver crossovers. They're the yeah, ones. that's what I keep that's, hearing they're too. the higher-end ones. Um, I, I honestly, I think there are several store versions. I think there's different versions possibly of that set between different stores. Um, like Walmart, might, there might be a different version for Walmart than there was for somewhere else. Um, but honestly, the best place to go and look at it is to look at um, Jeff Allen's House of Checklists. Go and have a look at that. Look up the set. Look and see what's out there, the different versions, then cross-check it with eBay. I guess my, my last question would be, you're buying the box and you want to open it and you, and you want to put it in sleeves, but you're only going to buy the box based on what the values are. And that, that, that's, that feels alien to me. That's, that's not where I approach collecting. It might be how other people approach collecting, but for me, I'd, I'd buy the box because I wanted the cards. I wanted that set. I think it, it depends, right? It, yeah. But I think it depends. Honestly, for me, I don't, I don't, it doesn't always have to be that way for me. Yeah. If the box is, if I'm investing a lot of money in something in a box, I'm going to open it. I want to make sure the cards are going to be, you know, at, at a certain level of quality. Cause it's, it's, it's not going to, I'm not paying the money just for the experience. I'm paying the money to collect this yes. piece, you know, I mean, and here's the thing to think about as well. Um, lately I've been thinking a lot more about grading. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about grading more and more. And are you looking at these nineties cards and seeing them being overproduced as they are and how people hold them in the collections? Not a lot of them are gem mint, you know, some, some pretty much, some come pretty clean, you know, usually, but yes. to get gem mint 10, it's, it's not easy to do that. The population yeah. in terms of how many cards that are graded at that level are at, are, are not that many. So in my opinion, if you're looking at those 90 sets, you want to have the nostalgia, you want to do all that stuff, put some money aside, start saving, buy yourself a box like Ian's saying, enjoy the experience, all that kind of stuff, and then start hunting graded cards. Mm. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with the Surfer collection at this point. I'm like, yeah, this is really fun, but if I want to archive this and have this kind of hold a particular, not necessarily a value, but a condition mm-hmm. status, which will help value in yeah. the future, yeah. not like I'm selling it. It's, I, know and I'm the, I know I'm in the minority here. Like in my mind, before I buy something, I'm kind of like, am I buying this? You know, am I going to enjoy it? Am I going to keep it? Am I going to store it? Am I going to, you know, what are the different things that make me happy? And it's more of a yeah. personal experience. Mm-hmm. You, you really just have to kind of, unfortunately, you know, go through a couple of products a little bit before you can make those, figure out what those decisions are. Like we're talking about sketch cards and like what Ian's doing with Black Cat, mm-hmm. you know, what people do with their collections when they start fine tuning them. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, Jesse, um, you know, what's it worth to you? Um, you know, yeah. if it's something you really dig, you like the look of the artwork on the box, if you've had a Google and you've seen some of the artwork that's uh, going to be inside and if you're really digging it and that's uh, got a value for you um, yeah. emotionally or otherwise, then then go for it. Um, drop us a note, you know, let us know how you got on. Apologies for yeah. taking so long to answer your message. Um, but... Um, but yeah, it's a great question. And we really appreciate it. Cause you know, I get, I don't know, Ian, Ian must do this too, right? I get PM, I get people who DM PM me all the time asking a similar question, right? Do I, you know, what should I be looking for? What should I be hunting? 
Yeah. If yeah, I'm opening get, this box. I get people PMing me, often asking me what color my eyes are, but we, we, we digress. Um, it's a you deep blue. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> a, a never ending, <laughs> eternal deep blue. Um, a, a, sea, a sea of tranquility. Beautiful. As an aside, you mentioned graded cards. Did I see you post another graded card that you just received? On your Instagram, or am I? Yeah, am I yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, Lalandra from X Men Series One. Jim Lee, Jim Lee art. Oh yes, yes, yes. I was trying to figure out because I couldn't quite see all the card in the image. She's silver. I mean, yeah. it's just necessary at this point. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, I've, I've always liked Cable's arm. I know, just the arm though. Yeah, that's just what the I'm going to make a cutout, like a serial killer cutout thing, and just do a little. Uh, um, um, collage of Cable's beautiful silver arm. Yeah, that's not creepy. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. Huh? Do you see it in the background? It's my wallpaper <laughs> for my actual room. Cable's Cable's a nice guy. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's armless. I don't know. I don't know. I can't vouch for that. His arm is very nice though, <laughs> but his arm is lovely. No. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I I really love. That's twice I've dropped the that Jim Lee anyways. artwork, man. That Jim Lee artwork for you're you're sicko. That Jim Lee artwork is really nice, man. It's really it nice, and that's a great card set. It is. So it is. Yeah, I'm not I was sure like, ah, let it. me get one card. Let me I've get. I've got one of those sets. Card. I've got one of those X Men sets. I think it's you have the one with to, the, right. It's well, yeah. I think I've got. Awesome. I think it's the one with the danger room. I've got. Which one's that? Yes, that's the one. That's, that's the, the Jim one. Lee set. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He did. He did a few things uh, yeah. with X Men cards and Jim Lee. But um, when we were talking to Ken. Um, Hello, Ken. Um, from Skybox, right? He was talking about the X-Men set, and he was saying that it was kind of that set where they were like, okay, how do we bring cards into the forefront? You know, who do we get to do this? Who do we do this? And that's kind of like the beginnings of where the Masterpieces idea yeah, yeah. started coming in because it's 91, I believe it is. And they were like, well, let's get the guy who draws X-Men the best at the time, which yep. was Lee and still Lee. Um, aim for the top. Aim for the top. Why? Why settle for anything less? And they did. And Jim Lee did all those pieces. And you can see those original art cards, the, the original art for that set um, here and there on Heritage and other places on oh, really? comic art fans. Oh yeah, have you ever looked at them? They're freaking gorgeous. No, I don't. Um, I don't tend to go down that rabbit hole because I know. Smart. I'm Stay away. There. Yeah. Basically, um, basically, he did them an eleven by seventeen, and there are two cards on there, uh, two different characters, and also their headshot which is on the back of the card and that's nice. all on one page. So like, um, like different pairings too, like Gammon and Jubilee or Rogue and Wolverine or Psylocke and Wolverine. I forget what the pairings are, Yeah, but they're all ink and, and they're, they're gorgeous pieces. Gorgeous. I mean, expensive, you know, three, $4,000. Wow. That was going to be my next question actually. So yeah, no, they're expensive. Otherwise I would buy one, but I, I don't have that deep of a pocket. <laughs> um, who does? Well, I plus all the money I waste on Cable's arm. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm strapped. You know yeah. what I mean? It's tough yeah. going for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Before we, <laughs> we're starting to run off the road slightly. I'm going to talk about our intro artist uh, yes. before I melt because it is ridiculously hot up in here. She's amazing. It's even getting hotter. Um, and now we're in the loft. Uh, it, oh. it, it's, we're getting hotter because we're talking about Elfie Lebelou, uh, Le French artist, oh, beautiful name. Who um, I've loved her work for oh, best part of ten years now since I discovered her yeah. on um, Axe Bones. Uh, which one is it? It might be the Dungeon Dolls set. 
Um, Axbone did a number of self-published uh, kind of pin-up sets. I think is the best way to describe them. Oh, cool! This one was called Treasure Chests and Booty. Oh, you've told uh, me about this. Yeah, which was pirates, basically <laughs> busty, busty uh, uh, lady pirates. And then the second set was Dungeon Dolls, which is busty dungeon. Uh, ladies, uh, he went on to do a, a number of others. I'm starting to see a theme sport. here, Ian. Yeah, there is. There is definitely a theme. Anyway, uh, Elfie um, has done work for Upper Deck, Tops, Rittenhouse, Fivefinity, and more. Um, and um, she's still putting out some fine quality stuff. So I'm just scrolling through her her feed. I, I, what I, I I love the way, and she predominantly draws female characters. Um, occasionally she goes uh, and does something absolutely bonkers like this, like this creature of Black Lagoon. Uh, oh, love with, that. Um, a lady in his arms. Um, so she, you know, she can definitely <laughs> mix it up. Vintage movies, horror. I was looking at the, um, the uh, hashtag she's got going on. Um, she does a great, I mean, she does a great Buffy. She, she does. does a good Harrison Ford. She does. I mean, she, she did a great Punisher. Yeah. Um, and there as well, and a great Joker. Yeah. Super, I mean, she she really can do it all. She's one of my favorite. She's one of my favorites, to be honest. Yeah. She's, um, she's got the likenesses though. When she steps outside of her, she's got she's got yes. a style of drawing uh, female characters. But when she steps right. onto the more photo reference stuff, it's 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 absolutely flawless. I mean, I'm looking Princess at Bride. I'm looking at Inigo <laughs> Montoya from Princess Bride, and it's one of her. Um, six fan arts. Do you remember we we, we talked about six? Yes, 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 yes. So this is one of those, right? Here's another one. It's a black and white Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. Oh, cool. That's just wonderful. I love it. Um, And she's also... Some of my... It's a gadget. I know. I love it. And that's Paul Paul Hill. I asked for that one as well, which makes sense. (laughs) Oh, really? That makes total sense. I think my favorite thing I've seen recently from uh, from her is uh, classic fairy tales, too. Yes, the Perna. I believe Perna, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Just they do such good work over there, and she draws for them, and she has this Snow White, and it's just Snow White surrounded by all the dwarfs. Yeah, and all the dwarfs are making their unique faces for you know their dwarf you know, their, their, their personalities yep, that they're yep, given yep. and Snow White's in color and everybody else is in this bluish gray. I mean, just conceptually, she has such a talent mm. compositionally, but conceptually she's able to like bring these characters to life in such a small mm. space mm. and make their personalities extremely vibrant. Like Pinocchio is here as well, who's sleeping yeah. and Jimmy Cricket and then the fairy yeah. princess is above him. And I mean, uh, the work is just iconic. I'm, I'm absolutely in love with it. Absolutely in love with it. It's, you saw? Uh, did you see the recent uh, three sketches at the top? Your girls in there, black hat. I, I did. Yes. Yeah, so I've I've gone down the rabbit hole. As I oh, I see do, you. I see where you are. Um, I'm on the Walking Dead stuff at the moment, which is which is just wonderful. Just oh, it's really great. Um, there's a Buffy and Angel there, uh, which I love. Julian uh, Anderson. It's, uh, it's you, you just go on. There's Electra there. I love that Electra. I love the way she does the Electra's eyes. Like- I, I mm. really think her eye work is, is superb. There's just so much character. There's just some dogs here. What's this? What set is this? Canine. It's a Fivefinity one. And it's Cute. Canine. Canine Persuasion. Is There's an actual set. I love canine it. Canine Persuasion from Fivefinity. 
who knew who knew this was a thing um and there's and there's me thinking that marvel masterpieces won't be such a crazy idea after all because if this exists <laughs> then you can bet marvel masterpieces will be able to marvel um, masterpieces oh god that's fine it's gonna happen um it's it's just wonderful um Elfie, thank you. Um, I've got a number of her pieces that are definitely NSFW, um, and they're from the um, they're from the <laughs> Dungeon Dolls set. In fact, I probably <laughs> own I probably own from the Dungeon Dolls set about ten sketches of hers. I just I just went after them, including an an AP. Um, and they're all by her. And I'm just going to hold the page up, Norrin, so that you can see it. Stop Please. the screen. I think I've shown you these before. Oh, you have. Oh, they are so good. Middle of Hatcher. Yeah, I will have to. <laughs> I will have to. I got to get her to do like a Frankie Way Nova. I got to figure something out with her. Aren't they awesome? They're just brilliant. They're awesome. This is the Dungeon Dolls set. That I oh, the backing's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's proper you know, in the same way that the guys over at Perna Studios do. It's proper, you know, um, set branded stock. I love the work they um, do. I really do. And it's, it's really cool. But no, she did, she did me an AP as well, which is here. And that's got gold glitter ink on it, which you can just Oh, see. look at that. I love it when artists do the mixed Stunning. media. Sorry, I don't think it's mixed media, but you know, the different effects. It's just, my, my webcam is just rubbish. It just really is, really is poor. Poor, poor. Um, and glitter <laughs> is coming off that into the um, thing. So I need to get, uh, but let me just quickly show you um, yes. cats. I have a cat by her. In fact, I have two cats. Oh, really? I didn't uh, know that. I've got a PSC um, that I think i snaffled up off uh, off ebay because i i i follow her as a seller on ebay but i've also got a set card by her which i'm now going to spend the next half an hour of the podcast finding um so i probably should have got this sorted out beforehand um can i find it for the life of me can i no, I can't. So you know what? We'll just have to put that in the tasting notes and people can just imagine. No, here it is. I've got two. Dangerous oh, Divas boy. Season 2. Here we go. We're on a roller coaster. Dangerous Divas Season 2. Oh, wow. And yes, I would very much like to kiss that black cat. <laughs> very cool piece. So that one's staying in the collection. And then there's wow. another one from Dangerous Divas Season 2. Oh, I like that one a lot. She's lovely. Damn, you're a beast, man. She, yeah, she signs them really well on the back as well. So I love uh, her signature also. That so matters yeah. so much to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, she, she does Elfie on the front, and then on the back she always writes her name in full in, in caps. Smart. So it's, it's completely not um, vague at all as to who's done the card. And I mean, even if she didn't sign it, you could yeah. be able to tell. You'd be able sure. to tell her style. So, yeah, Elfie, thank sure. you. My way. Uh, merci beaucoup, mon ami. Um, and Alfie, as, thank you so much. This was so awesome looking at your work. So as, much fun. As per my um, my my latest Facebook thing, because <laughs> I'm friends with her on Facebook. She's on holiday at Mont Blanc in France at the moment. So, um, oh cool, uh, uh, bon vacances. Um, so I want to talk about new upper deck releases. First of all, should we just quickly talk about Cyber? Yes, we Cyber, can because you opened up a pack. 
Now, I did. Cyber, Marvel Cyber is, or was rather, uh, released on EPAC the week just gone. So it'll be a, a couple of weeks by the time you listen to this, folks. Um, and it is a set that was originally designed, as my understanding goes, to be released at San Diego Comic-Con. So, yes, yeah, on the pack um, it says convention exclusive. Yeah. So yeah. So what, what Upper Deck have done for the last couple of years is at their booth at San Diego Comic-Con, they've had uh, packs, which has effectively got an entire set in it. So last year was an Upper Deck gallery themed set, um, and it had 17 cards. Uh, with different art from Upper Deck Gallery. And that was it. I mean, you effectively bought the pack and you get a master set. That's that's it. Previous year, they did an MCU set, which was every movie up until and including Infinity War. So the movie poster. Oh, wow. Um, And they're they're really cool. I've got them here somewhere. Um, (laughs) And again, and again, you bought it and it was a whole thing. And I think they sold them on their booth for $10. So immediately they're on eBay for 30 you know, yeah. Um, but I, I like the SDCC promos, so I snaffled them up straight away in both cases. Um, so, of course, this year with, with Comic-Con not happening, my guess is that they probably put them into production or at the very least had a very close call as to whether they put them into production and they did decide right. to produce them. Um, but instead of selling them at um, San Diego Comic-Con, they've put them onto EPAC. Yeah, um, and as a limited product, it's only well they say only, so it's three thousand packs. Um, yes. So three thousand sets, 3, and that 000, includes the yeah. promo. Yeah. So there's four. Well, no, I want to say fourteen cards and a promo. Would that be right? Um, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's. I it's think, around yeah. there for sure. No, it's thirteen cards pack. and a promo because there's fourteen cards in the pack. Right, 14 yeah. cards in the pack, 13 in the set, um, one in the promo. Yeah. yeah. So the promo is a Captain America one um, and is also the artwork is repeated in the set. Um, and effectively speaking, the, the gimmick is that it's Marvel characters but in a cyberpunk setting. So yes. They're very, very different to the, the way that you've seen them before. Um, I believe their original art, um, albeit I'm guessing digitally produced, um, and one of the cool things I like about it is that the card numbering on the back is done in binary. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And that is quite interesting. And it's confusing an awful lot of people. Um, I love it, though. That was smart. That yeah. was smart. Um, yeah. It's $20. Um, I, I, I think a lot of people may have gone in and bought more than one pack thinking that... I like tried to do product. a video, yeah, to help people because I, I, I knew people would... You know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, to be fair, you know, people are just trying to chase the whole set. Yeah. Um, so I know people did that. Um, for me, for me with the set, with the, with the artwork, I think, you know, I, I wasn't, I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, the things that I'm a fan are the things that, you know, kind of what Upper Deck did, which is the numbering, the binary numbering, yeah. the, you know, the style for the cyber thing. That's kind of a fun the concept of it. I love it's great. I think the concept is great. I'm not a huge fan of the, of, of the, the selection, the work itself, that kind of stuff, but I do appreciate what they're doing and I hope mm. they keep doing this mm. with their convention exclusives because it'd be able to, it'd be great to get those packs yeah. on EPAC without having to go to the convention. Um, maybe can, they can do in a rare card if you go to the convention just to give people a reason Possibly. to stop by the booth. Possibly. I am. Um, I actually think... I, I I like the set. I think I like the set more than more than more than you do. Um, yeah. But I I think that 
it would work and have a better reception if it had been in the original context that it was des- designed to be for. Uh, I think on EPAC, I think, uh, but looking at the feedback, I just think people just didn't really dig it and thought it was possibly not the best value for them. Um, and um, yeah, but you know, listen, I dig it. I like it. It's a nice idea. And at least, you know, the concept didn't, didn't die, you know, it, it got out there. So um so yeah, hats off for them for trying something new. They often do I think these, it was, uh, I think I'm really happy. Yeah. With yeah. they put a set in there plus they also put a promo card in the set. Yeah. That I like that. That's yeah. a good one. That's nice smart. Idea. You know what I mean? It's a nice idea. I like having a promo with my set. I think mm. that's a really cool idea. Mm. Mm. Um yeah, I I love that a lot actually. Yeah. Um so the other one, so Marvel Cyber, you can you can still get them. Um I don't think right. they're so going to sell out for a little while. Um No, they'll so be there and there is 14 cards in the base set plus one pro. Ah, so you get 15 in a pack. Okay. 15 total. Um, I should mention that while the pack itself as a as an item you can be handed and then open and then get the cards out, obviously no longer exists because they didn't do that because the San Diego Comic-Con not happening. Oops, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, dear. That was, that was hideous for everyone. I do apologize. Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> I can edit that out. You might need to, because I think there's a few people might be picking their lunch up. Um, the <laughs> well, yeah, I'll take care of that. Yeah, thanks. Um, and then uh, I've lost my train of thought. Um, I think that um, is worth pointing out that they are physical cards. So once you buy them on EPAC, they're physical, physical and you can immediately yeah. get them shipped to you if you choose. It'd be kind of cool, you know, just because we're talking about it and for Upper Deck to think about this, if, if they do listen. Um, I mean, we know they listen, but, you know, in case you are listening, I think a, a good option if it was possible was that, you know, ship the pack, the pack home, right? Like before you open the pack, you know, you have an option where you can ship your packs. Yeah, ship You know what I mean? If, if they did do, because, you know, hypothetically, they were probably going to release this for the con. I don't know if a pack was made or, you know, instead of throwing all that stuff away, mm. you know, maybe there's an option to ship packs home. I don't know. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. I would, Something I would to think about. Yeah. I would guess at this point, the pack probably didn't get made and the cards just went. I doubt it. Obviously. So, yeah. Um, so actually knitting those two back together after the production line as it were, will probably be probably no that more money. Um, but you know, I've, I've said before, you know, even though Marvel 80th was a digital release on EPAC, um, you know, it's a physical set for the most part, but, um, I like rappers, you know, I'd love it if they manufactured a rapper that you could have think, as kind yeah. of a gimmicky thing, you know, it sounds You could put but, that, I think that would be fun to have that like on UD gallery or like, yeah. you know, make a box, you know, and yeah. you can have like a box that's not folded and a pack that comes with the box and, know. you know, just, just that way people you know, can have the whole thing. Yeah, it's kind of fun. People like doing that sort of thing. So hey, and I, I pay know. money for that. I pay like 20, 25 bucks to have yeah. the box and a pack sent to me. Well, of a, you know, of a, something I did digitally. You know what they used to say on the RoboCop movie? I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, what they used to say on the what RoboCop they used to say, movie. Yeah, what they used to say, yeah, they probably still say Like they're still the there. Movie. Yeah, they're still <laughs> there right now. Going, going again. Um, uh, I'd probably pay more than a dollar for it though, but maybe not as much as it would cost to actually do. Anywho, so yeah, the other one true. we want to talk about is exciting. It actually really is exciting. Yeah, exciting. Um, and this, this is our last thing this week because everyone's kind of probably like, oh, I've got to go to the office now. Um, Marvel, been talking long? 
ages. We're, we're doing all right, actually. We're, 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 I thought yeah. so. Bumper episode for folk. Marvel Ages. They've released the product information for Marvel Ages, or at least the initial product information, the configuration, and some images. And I'm 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 really excited by this set. Um, yes, it is. Uh, I believe scheduled for physical release um, in late in the fall, so November. I've heard mentioned, and it's kind of like Marvel 80th was at the beginning of the year. But imagine that, but kind of a bigger deal. Um, and it is as Jennifer put it version 2.0 exactly it is uh, Marvel Ages provides a new retrospective look back at Marvel Comics since their founding over 80 years ago recall the iconic eras of Marvel Comics from the golden age to the present day you've got 10 boxes in a case 16 packs in a box and 12 cards in a um, a pack that's actually pretty good Mm-hmm. You know, twelve cards in a pack and sixteen packs in a box is you know that's that that's that's pretty tasty. I agree. It needs to be, however, because there's a three hundred card base set <laughs> split into three tiers of rarity: uh, variant, rainbow foils, and sticker parallels. So, yeah, so you've got three tiers of rarity in the base set, and then on top of that, you've got variants of those tiers including rainbow foil and sticker variants. Crazy, crazy size set. It is absolutely... Has there been a set this large like that with a base set of 300? I don't know. I'm going to share my screen, actually, so it helps helps if we're looking at the same thing at the same time. Yeah, I'm looking at GoGTS. Yeah, we're both on that site. Yeah, Yeah. we're on that site. We're on that site because it's got the sell sheet uh, PDF. So we'll put a link to that on the tasting notes. However, um, cardboard connection, I would go to but at the moment it's cardboard disconnection i'm getting internal server error uh 500 and normally they put images separate to the cell sheet on there however beckett which we'll also put in the tasting notes has a number of images there as well so mm-hmm. they'll all be in the tasting notes um what can i tell you so they got 300 base codes. then you've got Let's go to the cell sheet, actually. Let's get this cell sheet up in here. I did save it to my desktop. Hold the line caller. It's here somewhere. My desktop is an absolute That is a labyrinth of icons. Yeah, let's not go there. Um, Let's move on quickly. So, (laughs) I mean, I love the pack design. It's got Spider-Man. The pack design's great. Yeah, but it's it's done him over a different... You've got Amazing Fantasy 15 there. Um, Pretty sure that's a Ramita Spider-Man in the middle there. And the bottom right is obviously a much more modern interpretation of Spider-Man. Yeah, Stanley, Um, you got Ramita. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, love it. Um, and, um, recall iconic heroes of Marvel comics. Here we go. So they've done this, they've done this slightly out of order in terms of the, they've, they've done the really Uber top end stuff first on the, um, yeah, they didn't so want we'll to come back around. to those. We'll come back to those. So the ages cards discover numbered cards focusing on four significant ages of Marvel comics, gold and silver, copper and bronze. Um, I'm pretty sure bronze comes before copper in that, but maybe not. Anyway, um, look for silver and golden age cards embedded with precious metals. So, yeah, they're burying the lead up front. And these are incredible. Uh, Golden age and silver age metal relics. And the one for golden age they're showing us is an issue, uh, Captain America Comics number nine from December 1st, 1941. In the card is a one gram bar of gold. Let's just let that sink in for a moment. There is gold 
in the card. <laughs> now, the wow. image, the one they've shown us, is, is, is numbered 8 of 10. So I don't know if there's only 10 cards, full stop, with gold in, or there's 10 of that particular Captain America comics number 9, yeah, gold in, and then there are other Golden Age metal relics. The Silver Age one is Avengers. Um, it says Tales of Silver Fifty Seven, but that that is actually Avengers Fifty Eight. Yeah, that comic oh, okay. is actually Avengers Fifty Eight. There, so um, must just be a tax error or something. Yeah, well, it does say all of them just subject to change, design subject to change, <laughs> um, and that's got a one gram bar of silver. Mm. In the card. So, and that's number 15. So, yeah, I love that. I mean, it's a really cool I love idea. this, man. That's going to drive people nuts. Yeah, people are going to go for that pretty hard. Um, so, I, mean, I really know cool. I would. It looks beautiful. Yeah. I love, I love really the cool. layout of that, too. It's really yeah. cool. I wouldn't go for all of them. I'd be happy to own one of the Silver Age ones on the Spidey kind of spectrum of things. Yeah. That would do me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily go for the Golden Age ones, but uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm definitely gonna get a box so we can open it up. Yeah, absolutely. Show and stuff. You know what I mean? I would. I would love. I just gotta start doing that. It's just gonna be really fun to have yeah. these open up so people can see them physically, mm-hmm. so people can get an idea. I just yeah. think it'd be smart for us to do. Um, so we've all talked about the 300 card clay coat base set. So I think that's Which designed is, yeah. to make it feel old. It's like the Topps Heritage stock that they do on the Star Wars. Yeah, cards, so that so. brown kind of backing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You saw this in Marvel 80s with the parallel retro set. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, just to give people a point of reference. Um, then you've got something called translucent. Wait, Trail. hold on. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. There is also in the 300 base set, you got to look for photo variants. Oh, photo variants. Rainbow foil. say that. Rainbow foil and sticker parallels. Right. So on the on the Go GTS website, it just said variants. They'd lost the word photo. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Wow. That's really cool. That's massive. This set is a massive, I massive know. set. Cat is going to be in there and it's going to hurt. You know Cat's going to be in there. I don't Cat's think Surfer's in, in here. Even though it's like 300 card, I don't know yeah, how you no, the li- the no, surfer if, for if, that long. If he's off the license, he's off the license. I can't do it. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, Fresnel cards. Um, yes. Everyone will say this Fresnel, but it is. It, I'm. I'm. I would bet my cat that it is Fresnel because I worked in theatre lighting and there's a Fresnel lens. Um, translucent Fresnel cards. So they look like they're going to be acetate. Um, I don't believe they're going to be ridged based on the, the, what Jen was telling us last week. Um, yeah, I think I don't think they are. I asked her because I was interested in that. Yeah. I, I would love to see that texture. Mm. But I do think they are, like you're saying, acetate clear. Yeah. I love it, man. It's like it's like seeing, um, it's like those light bulbs at the top of a lighthouse. Yeah, you know, exactly you have those ridges. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it is. That's the type of lens. So Help light reach um, a great distance. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and exactly. I love the Doctor Strange yeah. example. I think that works out so beautifully for that type of insert. They've chosen a good, a good choice for that. Yeah, one hundred percent. What do we after that? Right now, I'm going on to the next yeah, page. Everything guy. I see here excites me because it me just too. this is this is this type of set is my wheelhouse. Though I went in deep for Marvel 80th because it's it's oh, that's right. know, some people won't go for this type of set because they're just like original art sets. This mm. type of set that I mean, I love both. To be fair, I you know I, I collect anything that moves, but. Um, this is definitely my wheelhouse. This set, so it's it's got yeah. um, it's got decades 
which is follow characters through the decades on fiend card designs from the 1960s to the 2010s. So you start off with a Spider-Man one, which looks like something out of Austin Powers. And then you go into 70s, which is could e- equally be Austin Powers, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit of a bleed over there. Yeah, um, 80s. I, I, I love it. I love 80s. It reminds me I'm of Stranger Things. Lose my bit. mind. Yeah. So uh, excited. And then 90s is the 90s got Domino on there. Then you got yeah, X Force type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, Old Man Logan, and then the the 2010s. 2010s. <laughs> name of that decade. Because the noughties, you got the 90s, you got the noughties. What's the tens? Tens? Do you call them the tens? The 2010s. 2010s. I think you just started carrying the 20s. I don't know. I don't know how don't to know. do that either. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, it's funny. The 2000s has this kind of like sci-fi <laughs> stuff to it. Well, that's why like you're looking at noughties. it. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I love the 90s. It looks like a trapper keeper that I used to have. Absolutely obsessed. I love it. I love 80s too. So yeah, those are really fun for me. And they're they're all through those decades starting from the 60s. So I don't know how many cards are in the 60s as opposed to how many are in the 70s. But that's going to look so good in a binder. That's the thing. And I'm wondering if those cards, because I'm guessing they're an insert set, not a parallel of the base. Um, I'm wondering so. if they follow the same character. So there'll be six Spider-Mans. There'll be a 60s, 70s, 80s. I would hope so. You know, they'll be, they've shown us Adam Warlock from the 70s here. Well, actually, ah, actually thinking about it, Adam Warlock wasn't around in the 60s. Yeah, I don't think they're going to because they got Moon Girl yes. for 2010. Yeah, so I've just asked Logan question. So yeah. Mm, I don't think, the, I think they'll try to have some of them that kind of bleed over. Uh, potentially. Uh, you know, some of them that kind yeah. of cross over, but don't know. I don't, some characters were introduced in the seventies. Like yeah. surfer was 67 or something like that. I don't really remember now. Uh, or 48, wasn't it? 48. Yeah. 48. I forget what year 48 came in. I think it was earlier. But Earlier than what? 67. Might be. I don't know past anyway i know fantastic four started in 62 because it was one of the first ones so yeah if you do this i will see but i'm loving those ages cards i think that was really inventive that makes me really happy to see that insert set now we talked about hot packs earlier on so um let's bring this full circle lenticular puzzle cards yeah comic book splash pages with lenticular puzzle card hot packs so it's it's a splash page made up of four lenticular cards and you get all four cards in one pack how cool is that i I love it and then the example they've shown i'm obsessed from it looks like journey into mystery actually uh it's a thor one and the reason i I say journey into mystery is because it looks like an older style artwork so maybe it's one of the early i love it i really like it um 61 1961 that's i think that's what it is okay um but yeah i love that lenticular puzzle i'm super excited to see that especially the one they're featured it looks like a splash page mm. from mm. a comic book i mean and it's probably a they panel. Are splash pages yeah yeah but it's it's beautiful i mean absolutely wonderful that's yeah, gonna yeah, look so good it's gonna be really cool um hopefully the lenticular effects changes at the same angle for each piece of the four because <laughs> uh, that could be interesting. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. it will. I'm sure they'll, they will. They'll have I'm sure they will. They're sure they will. Um, and then this is the stuff that I really like. This is where they've gotten a bit inventive. So you've got Totally Toys, original art set inspired by the... Oh, my black cat sticker's just blown away. 
<laughs> I don't know where that's gone. Never mind. That's a good breeze. I did have a. It, it is. It is. It's the. It's the salad I had last <laughs> night. Um, anyway, um, totally toys. Original art set inspired by the nostalgia of vintage toy collecting. So. Uh, this is an art collaboration by John Stanko and Ko Cacao. Now, wow. this re- this is basically the toy biz figures kind of yeah style yeah yeah. Or, you know they do variant comic covers now that look like um, yeah the toys yeah the toys especially in Star Wars. So yes, uh, I love those. Books. So the one I'm looking at is is a rogue, and it's even got the punch hole at the top where it would go on the rack. I hope there's an actual punch hole there because that would be really fun. Oh, I don't think there will be, cool. but that would be really cool. So you can oh. like, I love that. I really hope they do that. But I'm absolutely obsessed with it. They've the real vibrant, deadly like fists. retro colors. It's really good. And there looks to be like, the action figure looks to be like a 3D render of Rogue well, I think way, I think one of the artists effect. has done the picture of Rogue and the other artist. I agree. Action figure. Which has done which, I don't know. but No, um, I can't tell. But it's incredibly effective, and Josh, the rogue guy, is going to go nuts for that. He's going to mm-hmm. and the rogue figure too. If you haven't seen this picture yet, they actually put the indention line where her yes. she would be mobile as an action yes. figure. So yes. like you would have the line across the, the shoulder of articulation. where the articulates. And yeah. yeah, so really fat, yeah. really smart, really cool. Um, wow! And then another insert set: Saturday morning cartoons. Norin, do you recall the excitement of tuning into Saturday morning cartoons? Oh, you have no idea. Oh, so do I. I. Original art insert by artist Tom Morgan. Tom Morgan. <laughs> Featuring favorite Marvel teams. And so it's done as if it was an advert for a Saturday wow. morning cartoon. And, and One of the original cool. artists for yeah. 1990 Marvel Universe, too, yes. is Tom Morgan. Yes. Like he's, been, he's been doing cards for... I mean, he's a famous comic book artist, but yeah. he has had a history with cards for a very long time. And these absolutely look phenomenally fun. I love it. I love it. I, I can't wow. wait. I can't wait. Um, oh, look, they put the time. Saturday, yes. 8, 7 central. That's hilarious. Yes. yes. That's really brilliant. fun. It's really, really, really funny. Um, now, the, these, these are a bit divisive for people. Um, some people love them. Some people really don't like them because they're not keen on the manufactured kind of inserts. Um, mm. I, I personally really dig them. Uh, coinage cards. Um, Turn back in time with comic book coinage cards. Each card features coins from the year each comic book was published, and the coins add up to the original retail pricing in the shops. So this is from Iron Man 1 from May 1968. So each of those coins is from 1968, and you have a dime, 10 cents, and then two pennies. So that adds up to 12 cents, which is what the cover price would have been on the comic. I love it. I, I think I think I do have two questions. I love it. I love the design. The design also is a bunch of coins stacked on each other and then inverted to give that kind of effect. Like the oh, coins yeah. are stacked and you're seeing the top of the mount, the mound of coins that are there. Um, Ian, I wonder the comic book panel they're featuring there is that an, like an art? Is that like a comic cut or is no, that just a picture? That has to be picture. just a picture. Right? Yeah, it's just a picture. Okay. They did the same on um, Strange Change from the Doctor Strange. Oh, set. that's right. You showed me. That's um, right. And Fleer Ultra Spider Man. Although Fleer Ultra Spider Man, they're nice, but I don't. I'm not massively keen on the overall design of the card, Fleer Ultra Spider Man, because they've done them with and without signatures on Fleer Ultra Spider Man. The ones with right. signatures work better. The ones without, it's just kind of a bit too much empty space. Hmm. That makes sense. So yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, it does. Um, I still dig them. I really like them. Um, but these look 
yeah, these look nice. I just I just love the overall design of the card that frames the Yeah, cards. I think it's a really strong design. I think uh, every insert across Marvel Ages is really strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let, let's go straight on to this then. From Marvel 80th, so you remember the, the comic cuts from Marvel 80th? That's right. These are very much on that same wheelhouse. In fact, the, the design is virtually identical, I would say. Um, I think so. And they've got, so they've got regular comic cuts, and then they've also got comic cuts autographs. And again, they've got the same uh, creators as they had with Marvel 80 of Al Milgram, Bill Sinkevich, Jerry Conway, who I don't think was on Marvel 80 of Jim Starlin, Jim Steranko, Mark Bagley, and Marv Wolfman. So you can get signed comic panel cards, basically. Um, I know their sticker autos above uh, where the comic panel goes, but they're really cool. Uh, comic clippings Beautiful. feature a dazzling lineup across key ages in Marvel Comics, including Invincible Iron Man 1, Invincible Iron Man 55, which is the first Thanos, yes. Journey into Mystery 85, which is the first Loki and Heimdall, and the third appearance of Thor, Strange Tales 110, first Doctor Strange, so again, Donald. Donald, you're getting a lot of love this week. Um, <laughs> got to get Donald on the show. Ah, oh, man, he'd be the best. Donald, come and guy. talk to us about your Doctor Strange archive set up. I'd I can ask him. I'm it. sure he'd love to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get him on. Let's get him on. Okay. I'll take care of that. Let's do it. Um, yeah. It might be a good video one. Yeah, I think it will be a good video. Oh, I think he has that really cool one. setup. Yeah. Uh, Tales of Spence 52, first Black Widow, Tomb of Dracula 10, first Prince Blade. It doesn't say this, but I'm going to add it anyway. And many more. Um, and then you've got Word Cloud. Um, mm. Word Cloud creates art with character descriptive words. Um, so I'm familiar with the Word Cloud because I work in data anal- analytics is one of, one of my Oh, that's right. So, um, so they've done this for covers too. They've yeah, done this they've for done comic covers yeah. as well, which is pretty fun. There was a really cool variant for Amazing Spider-Man 700, which had the New York skyline. And each skyscraper was made up of text and it was the different creators that had worked on Spider-Man in all of the years. Wow. And it's That's astonishing. A great idea. It's beautiful. It's really nice. Um, this is slightly different, but it's, it's kind of using that kind of, you can see the letters in the artwork. Imagine a collage of, of words that, that are colored in different ways and they, they build a picture. You can go and yeah. have a look at it on the tasting notes. Um, I like it. I like I think it. it's I, nice. I don't think it'll be for everyone. I really like it. Um, I think what's really nice is that when you start seeing these as nine pages in your head. Yes they come together and they're yeah. really unifying that's the thing yeah i think the set i think the different components of the set sit together much yes. much much better than say flair for example right. which had elements that people loved and other elements that people didn't like and then this feels refined this feels like it hangs together more as an entire concept cohesive yeah. yeah i agree um and i'm, um, I'm all in i i'm i'm in too I'm, I'm definitely getting a box to this um I think there are way, way too many interesting cards here to kind of not dip your toe into this yeah. set because I think once you stumble onto one particular thing or another, yeah. you're going to get pretty more. excited. I did want to point out with the comic clipping cards, yeah, they're doing a lot of work there to oh, yes. advertise first appearance. And yes. for me, that is a smart move. Oh, yes. That is, that is a very smart move because we have... In the hobby, we talk about, oh, a character appearing for the first time, you know, Kevin St. Jack, who, you know, does a good job of looking at rookie cards and all sure. these other things. But to have a first appearance, a comic panel, 
of your character in a card yeah. with the artist's signature or writer's signature. Yeah. That for me, that that's pretty, that's really awesome. Yeah. I think that's a very smart thing to continue to emphasize and to highlight yeah. that particular area there. That's going to be very, very cool for collectors in the future. So what's going to hurt me on this one is I've just realized Fleer Ultra Spider-Man had Amazing Spider-Man 194, which is first Black Cat as comic panels. Um, And I've got, uh, they had a single and a double panel and I've got um, a couple of both. Um, What's going to happen in this one is they're going to have that, but they're going to have Al Milgram sign it as well. I just know it's going to be in there and I'm just, (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, okay. I'm not going to be able to afford that. Hopefully one of our friends can pull it so we can get it for you. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Anywho. uh, And, and there is more and I hadn't actually read, which is crazy. So this is literally brand new to me. Um, Discover flavorful flavor text cards. (laughs) So flavorful flavor text. I'm not entirely sure. It, it looks like, there's a Black Panther one here. It looks like a kind of a trading card game, kind of Magic the Gathering or role-playing game card. It does have that idea, has that, though, doesn't it? Yeah. It's something about the style of it in that it's kind of got it's got the text on what looks like parchment script that's, that's laid out yes. as the image. Um, I should stress this isn't original art. I don't think any of the art we're seeing on here apart from the comic cuts obviously um well and the toy one original art, and the toy the tom one morgan the saturday morning all right I'll, I'll stop talking then i'm clearly not paying no 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 sorry but you know what i mean no no the in some of the inserts are definitely original no. yes you're right. so like uh, the full base set you're getting pictures from yeah. the, the the license library that they of have course. access to yeah, yeah. so you're seeing yeah. various introductions of comic book things yeah. and stuff like that which by the way is a great thing that I've seen people start mm-hmm. to do, or at least I started thinking of is like, you know, if you have a card and it features the cover of a comic book, a modern comic book, yeah. you kind of have like a mini rainbow there. You exactly. know what I mean? A nice little display to see that kind of image reoccur. It's pretty fun. Um, but yes, I agree. It looks like a game card um, in terms of the way it's formatted for the Black Panther. Yeah. Flavorful flavor. Here we go. There's a box at the bottom of this page, which probably should have been on the previous page. Look for autographed and numbered comic clippings cards of important comics and their creators, like an Iron Man 55 comic clippings card signed by Jim Starlin. So yes, of course they're going to have a black cat one nine four amazing Spider-Man signed by Al Milgram. Of course they have to. Yeah. Um, Right. The last one that they're sharing us an image of, but I've just spotted something else, but I'll come on to that in a moment. Um, Artist spotlight cards. So this just looks like a fun insert. Um, so it's just a picture of Amazing Spider-Man 23, and it's Steve Ditko. So it just wow. looks like an insert set that's showing you some art from different artists that have been um, key to the Marvel Universe over the years. I'm loving their color scheme. The, it's it's nice. a blue border with an inside red border, and then yeah. the featured the comic, comic book cover. and the artist's yeah. name. Is in I'm really book-style text as well. These are very bright. These are very indicative of older comic books of, you know, yeah. Kirby colors, all this kind of crazy, beautiful vibrancy exists in these cards. Hmm? I think I have that issue of Amazing Spider-Man. That's cool. Yeah. Mine doesn't look anywhere near as bright as that. But <laughs> anyway, so. Read your copies, baby. Let's, uh, yeah, that's what I'm all about. For when it gets that old, I think the earliest Amazing Spider-Man I've got is issue 18. Yeah, I've got 18 and 19, and then I've got about half of the 20s and then yeah anyway um, that's pretty cool 
it is pretty cool. Um, wow. So let's go through the, the, the hits. Uh, so the hits, hits on let's do this. So again, so, like we were talking about before, if you're thinking price points, stuff like this, you know, which, you know, however you collect, looking set. at these kind of layouts is something mm-hmm. you should be mm-hmm. taking a, 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 take a closer look at. It's a big set. So this is, the, I already know I'm going to be doing the long game on this. I'm going to build it slowly over time, partly because, wow. main, actually mainly because I haven't got the resources to do it quickly, but B, because I'll just focus on Black Cat and then I'll, I'll park it. Um, and then branch so, out, yeah. Yeah, so pack hits on average, one base sticker parallel, base set sticker okay. parallel in every pack, two insert cards in every pack from the following. Saturday morning cartoons, which we've talked about and been shown. Mm -hmm. Totally Toys, which we've talked about and been shown. Artist Spotlight, which we've talked about and been shown. Gamerverse, which is not mentioned at all. Anywhere else in this sell sheet. So Gamerverse, well, it's going to be the... the, um, My reference for that is Spider-Man PS4. Because there's the Gamerverse version of Black Cat and the Gamerverse version of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. And then Funko Pops did a version of Gamerverse characters um, as well. So I wonder if that's those characters too. I don't know too much about that, but, you know, I haven't haven't seen that logo around the Gamerverse. Yeah, Yeah, and it's specifically been referring to the PS4 Spider-Man. I haven't seen it referred to any other, because I don't believe there's any other game out currently or that modern that is... In that game of us kind of umbrella, maybe there I is like an online I saw one. That something. I've not seen. There might be an online we'll one. See. Um, might be. Yeah, I, I'm not aware either. Or mobile app or something. Uh, yeah. All these things that the kids do for their games these days. Um, box yeah. hits on average. So on box hits, this is yeah, this is going to be a beast to complete the set. In average, on a box, you'll get four base set foil parallels. So that's just four of those in a box. You'll get eight photo variant base cards. So interestingly, the base set foil are going to be the tougher, the more limited. You'll get two decades cards in a box. Okay. And in every box, you'll have one flavorful or word cloud card. And underneath it says, look for SP and SSP versions. So the flavorful and word cloud are going to go tiered. SP and SSP, at least those. Interesting. Um, case hits um, on average. Sorry. So before we get to the case hits, the game verse thing does refer to Avengers as well. Just so oh, people interesting. know. Is there an so Avengers? we'll see like a little bit Console of a game or is it, it must be a mobile game. Must be a mobile. I don't know. I see. I see action figures. I see pops. I see a game for it. I see. Okay. So basically they're different looks for these you know, characters we're all familiar with. Yeah. And, you know, like, oh, World of Champions, I think is the other game verse. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, so case hits. Case hits. Now, this is the interesting thing. Case hits on average, bearing in mind it's 10 boxes a case, one to two artist sketch cards per case. So, this is one to two. So, there's there's, there's only at least, so you can only expect one because this is one to two. So you might just get one per case. So the sketches are going to be pretty scarce, I guess. You know, they're limited, very limited. Extremely. One to two coinage or comic clippings cards per case. There are free Fresnel cards per per case. Hmm. But this is the bit that excites me. There's 10 lenticular puzzle packs per case. It doesn't promise one per box, but there are 10 boxes in a case. So you could, in theory, puzzle get packs. one puzzle. Yeah. You could, in theory, get one puzzle pack in every box in that case, or you could end up with three puzzle packs in one box. 
Fascinating. Uh, who knows? But that's cool. I really like that. I like the way they've laid out this set. I yeah. think it's a massive set. I think this is going to keep people pretty busy on EPAC. Um, <laughs> pretty busy trying to do this. I wonder how big those achievements are going to be. Yeah. Usually with the larger sets to complete like this, the achievements yeah. are pretty crazy. It's going to be a beast. Anyway, I listen, uh, Marvel Ages uh, will take ages. I think is the um is the is the upshot is the tagline for this. Uh, it will. There we go. Uh, there we go, uh, guys. At Abedek, you can have that for free. Um, there you go. And I really love the box art as well. It's I like really, the box art. I love the pack the most. Yeah. I think I'm obsessed with that pack. That's really well. It's the Captain pack. American Wolverine on the on the box. Just just. I know it's really pretty. Yeah. So I mean, we might get like three or four different versions of packs. Then, Who knows? Yeah, they cool. could do. Like yeah. in the old days. Like in the old days, um, that'd be nice. So I like that. I like it when they do that. That's always really fun to see the feature. I'm really Hank looking forward to lose this. his mind. Yeah, and yeah. I think all the character collectors are going to lose their mind on this one, mm-hmm. except for maybe one. <laughs> Be strong. Give me a real upset. Enjoy collecting. Enjoy collecting, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>